You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 110 and is the On the Road edition. Uh, Joining me is Butters. How you doing, Butters? Good, mate. Good. We are in Texas. We're we're specifically between Austin and College Station, uh, but but enough about where we are now. We've been in the US for what nearly nearly two weeks. Getting yeah, two getting, weeks today. Yeah, two weeks. So and we have not yet done an update on what's been going on. So we need to wind back that clock and and go back to your first impressions of the USA, mate. It's different, but the same at the same time. <laughs> You have to you have to pad that one out a little bit further. <laughs> um, I don't know how to explain <laughs> that. That's that's my best explanation. It's the different, same, yeah. but different. I guess that the, there's nothing particularly foreign about looking at it from a uh, you know just like what we're doing now, seeing the road and it all looks about about normal. But just there's that little things. Yeah. Different brands. Different cars. Different cars. Different side of the road. Yeah, that part. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. So we landed in Arizona and was picked up by Matt uh, from Phoenix Airport and then taken straight out after 30 odd hours of travel straight out to Cowtown Range to set up targets. Yeah, um, set up targets uh, with all the cactuses, cacti. <laughs> Yeah, we end up with a few of them in places that weren't meant to go. Yeah, they sucked. That was good. And then we went home to the Milkoviches, and they were nice enough to look after us. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the next day we went out and shot a match, which you did very well in. Number yeah. seven out of yeah. 80 people. Only a couple of points behind first as well, which is right. pretty happy with Should've, that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, mate. <laughs> yeah. We just saw a cow pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Had to look. <laughs> Had to look. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was a good fun match. Uh, you were squatted with uh, with Tim as your squad mum. Yep, squatted with Tim. Um, yep. He was nice enough to let me use his rifle. Yep. Um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was sur- surgeon action. Was sur- surgeon, surgeon action in a six XE. Yeah. Nice little rifle. Huh? Um, shot pretty straight. Trigger was a bit light for me. It's yep. what I'm used to, but oh well. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of great, good shooters. A couple of really good shooters there. Made me um, take notes on what I need to learn. Yeah, who was the bloke in your squad that was uh, smashing everything? His name was Butters. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, no, the one that was hitting everything. Keith. Keith. Keith, Keith Fungus Face. Um, <laughs> Sure, he appreciates. That. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Keith, if you're listening. Um, yeah. No, where was he? Was you could, from you could have just gone with Keith and gone with it confidently, mate, and that would have been fine. Oh no. yeah, bloody Keith, he was bloody ripper. No, he's lucky to. Um, he's lucky I remember his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm terrible with names. <laughs> this is true. No, he, he shot really well. He, he I think I was trying to compete against him just in our squad the whole time, and yep. he get one up on me, and then I'd get one up on him, and so forth. But I think he topped me by a point in the end. Yeah, right. Good on you, Keith. That's the way, mate. 
good job. <laughs> good job. You can shoot. You can shoot Darwin anytime. I always got a uh, in Regina's squad, and unfortunately Regina and Tim didn't shoot. There was just so many people. They uh, they designated themselves as squad mums and uh, and ran everyone through it. Yeah. So we had seventy nine shooters all up. I think there was yeah. one fella that got DQ'd and didn't end up shooting. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, right. That explains it. Um, yeah, and so uh, I had a couple of very. Uh, Nico was in my uh, in my squad, and he, he was exceptionally helpful. So, and he was a good shooter as well. He did very well. But yeah, it was a good. Good day. Uh, interesting. Interesting range. Uh, unique to set your targets up. Bit of a pain in the ass, really. But mm. the range was beautiful to shoot on, and it ran smooth. 80 shooters and we were done by 8 stages and we were done by about 2.30 it might have been a bit earlier yeah, it probably was yeah. by the time we pulled targets down and uh, yeah. and did all that sort of gear by the time we'd all packed up it was 2, yeah. 2.30 yeah. then we went to the wild horse burger joint or whatever it's called that was uh, pretty good middle of nowhere yeah, absolute middle of nowhere there's a huge big burger joint there full of people it was uh, it was pretty good and I ate someone else's burger accidentally and then <laughs> had to eat mine as well <laughs> you were full i cleaned up i haven't eaten since oh, that was good what else been going on then uh we oh then we uh... oh, i can't remember what did we do <laughs> it's oh, so long ago yeah. um yeah and then we drove down to vegas with regina oh. uh that was a few hours drive but that was good pretty point. much in desert the whole time yeah yeah but very different you know cactuses everywhere cacti cact- yeah. cactopolis it was a lot of cactuses. There's a big ass squirrel there. That is a big squirrel. Go and touch that's it. A, that's a very, very big squirrel. Go and touch his nut. <laughs> <laughs> the one he's holding? or the? He's only got one. <laughs> oh, so that's a female squirrel. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, so we drove down to Vegas in anticipation of SHOT Show. And in the car park of our little dodgy motel, which we'll get onto in a moment, there was oh, yeah. a poor drunken Canadian lying there. Yeah. Bloody Acker. Dave Acker, <laughs> who uh, was um, chilling with us for the week. So that was uh, that was good. And then, uh, yeah, well, do you want to tell them about Stabsville? Oh, Stabsville. Stabsville. It's pretty much standard accommodation in rural Australia, <laughs> in the middle of Vegas. <laughs> right, yeah, right on the strip. <laughs> yeah. She was a bit rough, but it had a bed and, and well, a door. Yeah. Yeah, certainly got that right. No, it was it was pretty terrible. But it was on the strip, it was cheap and yeah, it wasn't far away from anywhere. We got into town, big eye opener that bloody town, I tell you what. Yeah, well, you hadn't been there before, eh? No. So uh yeah, Vegas certainly a unique unique place. Yes. What were you uh <laughs> is, that, is that all you can say about it? What pretty much. what spun you out about it? Or did you enjoy it? Did you um, hate it? Did you It was like a really up class version of red light district in like thailand or something okay. <laughs> that's, that's the best explanation i could think of yeah with with lots of uh novelty factor i think just uh to me it feels like you see those those movie sets particularly old westerns where they're sort of all there's like this this row of buildings that are all built up to look amazing yeah and they're pretty much just propped up from the back yeah that was pretty much vegas it yeah turns to sh- pretty bloody quickly yeah out the back. Well, we ended up out the back of the MGM somehow. We went out the wrong door, and it was uh, ghost town. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. Pretty much got lost. Yeah. And then yeah, so it was uh, it was good Vegas shot show. Uh, any any thoughts on shot show? 
It was full on. Big. It was huge. Pretty, we got pretty knackered by the end of it. Oh, yeah. First day, we were pretty knackered. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of knackered, and uh, Acker got pretty knackered on the first night. Didn't he? Didn't uh, he ever? <laughs> and uh, there's some videos floating around of that. That's good fun. Yep. You're able to throw things at a, at a Canadian and have it hit him in the head without him waking up at all. Uh, is a very interesting state to be in. We did check if he was alive. We did check he, for a he pulse. Was, he was couldn't, breathing. Couldn't find one, so we kept going. Yeah. <laughs> CPR via shoes thrown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shot. We spent pretty much all four days at shot. Oh, no, we... Even before that, range day. What a success range day was. Or How'd not. you enjoy range day? It was f***ing freezing. <laughs> <laughs> you can beat that out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It was freezing. And uh, we got out there. We went out there with, uh, you know, look, big thanks to Danny and Tony at Delta uh, Tactical for organising range day passes for us. Yeah, thank you. I uh, certainly um, appreciate the thought. Yeah, we got out there, middle of the desert again. Um, was and 40- like proper middle of the desert, like... Driving along thinking there are so many bodies buried here. Yeah. What was a 40, 45 minute drive? You yeah. get out there, windy as buggery, and sign in. Yeah. And last shot was fired as we basically got there. Um, they had to shut the range down because, for insurance reasons, Apparently. they couldn't get a, uh, a medical chopper in just in case something happened. Uh, I reckon it's because the. Uh these Australians rocked up and wanted to shoot all the guns with all the ammo, and they didn't have enough ammo. Yeah, if, they, That's... if they hadn't stopped then, they would have stopped in half an hour. <laughs> they would have been forced to stop for lack of ammo. Anyway, <laughs> so it was uh, it was a bit disappointing range day, but we went to one at least. We got a T-shirt. Yeah, you got a T-shirt. Saw a couple of things. We had that. Oh, yeah, we did, actually. I was having a look at the target system, and then Danny yep. was interested in this rifle that... Accu, accu shot, accu tack. Yeah, he was having a good look at that rifle. Yeah, got it was a in, video of that. It was interesting. Yeah, and so we headed back from there, uh, and then yeah, into into shot. So give us, uh, I mean, you, you said it was big. Is anything shot that you saw that was unique, you liked? Um, it was basically just cool looking at all the firearms and weapons that you generally don't see in person back home. Especially all the ARs and the just semi-automatics and all that sort of stuff. Well, you you had quite, uh, you know, play computer games. I don't know what games they are, but anyway, you play computer games. You're talking about the the guns you use and how it was cool to actually see them. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see them in person. Um, yep. Even looking out at videos and on online and whatnot just doesn't give justice to how they feel and how how heavy they weigh and how just in how they feel in general. And that was nice to get some hands on. Mm hands-on with those. And speaking of gun videos, you met Gun Jesus. Yes. For those not familiar with Gun Jesus, who is that? Is it uh, Ian McCollum with Forgotten Weapons. Um, he's in a bit of a hurry, but i got a photo. Bragging <laughs> rights are there. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that in his face. He was, he was off and you're like, oh, I can grab a photo. He's like, yeah, all right, all right, do it quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's pretty good, good, pretty cool fella. Yeah. Yeah, we, we passed him a few other times, actually. There would have been an opportunity later on. Uh, yeah, we met we met quite a few people, actually, just wandering the wandering the aisles. Yeah, we met a few people, a shitload of people involved with the PRS, which is good to put, well, not so much faces to name, but... Uh, Handshakes to, to, to... To meet them in person yeah. was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, sensational. So we, we sort of... 
we half-based ourselves out the McMillan stand because that's where Regina was. Yeah, and it was like uh, second home. Yeah, met met a bunch of crew there. Probably probably one of the biggest larrikins I think we met was Gary uh, Larson from Guardian Long Range. Yeah, he, he was pretty cool, that fella. Tell you what, so we met him at a, in a bar somewhere on the night before shot, and and uh, <laughs> clearly we made an impression on him. But uh, I think the feeling was mutual. He's a, yeah. he's a he's a good he's a good bloke. He knows how to tell a story. Tell you that mm. knows how to make an exciting story. And uh, yeah, we end up with out of dinner with him. Uh, was the next night or the day after? I can't. It all it all blurs. But uh, him and the guys from uh, John from eighty five forty one Tactical and Sarah as well. Yep. And uh, all the Guardian guys and yeah, that was that was a good night at Strip Burger, which is on the Strip, not the other meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much every <laughs> place has their own bloody friggin' burger restaurant or version of. Yeah, Wahlburger as well. Wahlburger. Two years ago, we got told. <laughs> we got told not to go to Wahlburger because uh, it was terrible. And I don't know who gave us that advice, but if you're listening, nah, you're wrong. We went there this time based on advice that it was good, and it was good. Yeah, it they're was all, good. They're all pretty much the same, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've, I've had a couple of very average ones over here, which I'm trying to avoid. Won't go near those places again, but... And then, oh, speaking of food, that deep dish pizza you you, you cranked, how was that? Filling. Yeah. It's huge. We got like a medium that filled three of us and we still had a piece left yeah. over. It's probably two inches thick. Ah, oh, easily. Yeah, it was uh, it was full on. So it's been, shot's been an exciting, uh, exciting adventure. It's is different to a couple of years ago, you know, we were, we were first meeting people and all that sort of gear and, and this time around we were, we were out to dinner all the time with people and they were very very well looked after to have so many people to hang out with and invites to go and, and eat and drink and do all these sort of things so that was that was really cool to actually spend some time with with people getting to know them rather than just seeing them at the show briefly yeah uh, certainly uh, yeah no we, we got taken taken care of uh, which is uh, very very kind we were going to be hanging out with Dave Acker a fair bit but he uh, he ditched us he, he just kept he kept finding people with corporate cards and kept going out with them, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got a bit loose, that fella. <laughs> I think yeah. on the the last two nights he hung out with us because um, he ran. They ran out of corporate card. Yeah, money. the corporate card was done. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, yeah, it was good and uh, gun stuff as well. Uh, there was some cool stuff from MPA. Uh, there was a bunch. There's a, a big movement towards. Uh, adjustable weight systems in chassis. We we yeah. covered a bunch of chassis actually. Yeah, I think we got videos. There's a heap of posts on on yeah. on the NTPR page of just photos and stuff so far. But yeah, a lot of a lot of removable and adjustable weights, especially in the MPA and the MDT. Uh, and the chassis. XLR. And the XLR. And yep. the KRG, I think. See, XLR was interesting. It had. Don't know how they'll get this in country, but they've got the um, the old school mercury recoil reducers mm. installed into the uh, tube of the buttstock. So yeah, that was interesting to see when it saw zero compromise optics. They made some cool stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was yeah interesting. We were very brief there, but we we are hoping that we're hands on with some of their scopes in the next week as well. Um, what else stood out for you, mate? Uh. 
We've got to talk about that new A10, I guess, from McMillan. Oh, yeah. Um, that was pretty cool little stuff. Yeah, so Regina's had a fair hand in helping design the new A- A10 uh, stock by McMillan. I think basically it's an it's very similar to an A6 profile, except they've made the forehand a bit skinnier. Uh, they've brought the pistol grip or the grip f- built it forward a little bit um, and the action in- inlet slight I think about half an inch rearward yeah and the idea for that is for s- people with smaller hands and whatnot will be able to get a much better and more consistent uh, grip on the rifle stock and I think they were pretty excited about that one yeah they, they certainly talked about it being sort of more more favoured towards women and, and children but they they were surprised at how many guys really liked it when playing with it at the stand so who knows that could be a uh, yeah it could be a really successful option for them yeah had a look at Jake Vivitt's new reticle uh, and the US Optics stand you weren't there for when no, he was given I think, the, I, think the I saw it briefly but that was yeah. about it but no it looks looks pretty cool worth uh, worth checking out we, we did uh, did manage to speak to Jake a couple times um, tall bloke changes hats a lot we noticed Changes clothes in general a lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you know he's got to got to go around to all his sponsors throughout the day and uh, at set times on set stands and, and changes accordingly. But the other thing that was uh, fairly promoted at the event was the Daniel, new Daniel Defence rifle. Can't remember the name of it, Alpha Five or something on those lines. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, now, what was your what was your take on it? For what they're marketing it for? Right. Mm-hmm. No need to beat around the bush. <laughs> <laughs> they they're trying to market it as a PRS rifle, but the it's clunky. Like you you expect someone aiming for PRS, the bolt's going to be at least smooth. Mm. Um, and then certain other features. This one. For instance, Rusty was doing a little video and asked me to rack the bolt, so I did. And I tried to do it as smooth as I can, and he goes, can you try and do it smoother? (laughs) Yeah. It just seemed to hang up a lot. I don't know whether if it's just... I don't think it's just being a brand new rifle. I think it is just a bit of a clunky bolt. But they do... They do try and promote that it will shoot half-a-minute groups with every ammo... No, they, they don't. Every they factory say, ammo. They said that they don't promote that. They won't. They won't oh, they said that. it. Okay. They said that that that's what actually happened. But they're not going to. They're not going to promote that because, of course, then someone will prove them wrong with some ammo somewhere. But yeah, they oh. won't. They won't print that. Well, it's, well regardless, it's supposedly very, meant to be yeah. a pretty accurate rifle. But I think it's better suited for hunting rather than PRS. What makes you think it's better suited for hunting? Uh, just you can't work that gun quickly. Yep. The the magazine. Oh fuck! Where was the magazine? I can't Ma- even remember where the mag release was. But it just the mag was, release was good. That was just the mm. push forward on the on the bottom of the yeah. magwell. Mm. I think. I think that might have been the only decent part. But I don't know. I just I wasn't sold on it. They had this massive booth for it, and it's all hammer forged. I think. Someone was saying, "Yeah, so yeah, I um, I because we went and had a little look about it, and we didn't know much about it. 
and then I went back and actually did an interview with the guys and and hearing a lot more about you know what the the concept of it and the design behind it it was uh, it made made more sense um, we we said when we first played with it it really comes down to what the price is going to be yeah and I think and it, it retails in the US was 2200 or thereabouts uh, which puts it above as far as I'm aware puts it above production spec for PRS which is by $200 which is a shame they, I really yeah. think that people won't buy that to shoot in open class um, yeah and the the bit of a bugger as well is if people want to shoot it in production in Australia it's going to be too much to put any type of half decent optic on it because by the time you import it in GST it's well, going to be 38.50 yeah it's going to be pretty high yeah you don't you don't you 1100 1200 bucks worth of uh, 1100 dollars worth of optics left uh, so yeah it's be interesting to see how that goes they do they do look good there's elements of them that, that are quite nice um i like the feel of them but the yeah there's a couple of little hang-ups with them but yeah then again it's the first bolt gun we've seen from daniel defense so perhaps in uh, further reiterations they uh, they come good with it yeah, practice makes perfect. Mm, that's right. So uh, the other the other one that's in that same category is Badrock rivals. Yeah, now, the um, offshoot from Defiance, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I heard a little bit about them, but they weren't they they weren't around two years ago. Last time I went, so it was cool having a little play with with those. Now they're they're a sub two thousand uh, dollar rifle over there, and so they they tick the production thing because they come out of they come out of defiance with the you know their appropriate setup yeah so the bad rock actions they're pretty they're essentially unpolished defiances really yeah in a sense in a mdt chassis yeah um though those rifles i was much more impressed with over the daniel defense but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone picks them up for shooting over over here in australia yeah absolutely uh, optics, anything optics that caught your fancy? Uh, I had a good look at the Nightforce Mil XT reticle. That one looks, that one looks all right. Yep. Um, I think it's a Mil C cross with a H59. Okay. Um, it's got me interested. I don't know if I'll buy a scope with one yet. I'm not. That's to be decided. Time will tell. Yeah, probably will end up one. Uh, otherwise, optics. I had a look at the Schmitz, the Schmidt and Benders, but they really haven't. I think they had a new reticle that looked pretty good. I forget the names. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That looked alright. But it was it was like Finally. a competition, proper competition reticle. Um, but otherwise, the scopes themselves generally haven't changed. Um, they were the benchmark for for a fair while, but everyone else seems to have caught up now. Hmm. Uh, I didn't really check out too many other optics. There hasn't been a huge amount, other than the zero compromise optics. Uh, I was meaning to check out the Burris 3, but I didn't get a chance to go and look at that uh, at the show. Um, yeah, US optics uh, and primary arms. I had a look at them. I didn't. Actually. I didn't see them. Yeah, they were. Uh, they're interesting. Uh, should be uh, should be coming through in Australia this uh, in the next couple of months. A little bit more. Uh, but yeah, primary arms look uh, interesting. I, got, I remember uh, Rex T-War talking about those. 
Oh yeah. And he was, uh, yeah, he's certainly a big fan of them. But I think, I think, oh, there's a gun shop. In the shed. Dan's guns and stuff. Tempted to have checked that out, but we've gone past it now. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit scabby. <laughs> Speaking of scabby, uh, Accuracy International. That a new rifle there. I had a tender out for the ASR pr- yep. tender. So they're, they're what they try to put forward for that tender. Um, basically, they worked on the AXMC and almost rebuilt it. Uh, I think the only thing that hadn't changed was the very rear of the buttstock, really. Um, okay. They The bolt was new, uh, no more stock sides. Uh, new trigger two position safety that wasn't on the bolt uh, M-lock forehand with the uh, the Arca rail built into it uh, new rear end uh, what else did they have nearly everything was rebuilt it looks very similar to the old AXMC's but almost everything had been reworked okay. now the, they're only going to sell a hundred of those in, I think in the US only. Oh, right, okay. But um, I have been told that a lot of those changes won't continue on with the new AXMCs. Yep. Um, specifically, like the the uh, safety will go back onto the bolt for the the newer models, and the M-Lock forehand, I believe, won't be continuing either. They'll go back to the key mod slots. Uh, other than that, I haven't heard too much about what the else they'll continue on with um, but otherwise it looked pretty cool I wasn't completely sold on it but for certain changes but I did feel on one of the mile high had one of the competition triggers for the AIs oh yeah how was that they were really nice much lighter than the factory AI triggers but they felt felt just as nice if not nicer we did play a little bit with the diamond tech no, no, uh, Trigger Tech Diamond. Yeah, smell I can too. smell a fire and we've seen flashing lights going everywhere. Wondering if something's going. Can't see any big smoke though. Anyway, uh, Trigger Tech, that's where we're up to. Trigger Tech Diamond. Hey, Do you like those Trigger Tech triggers? Yeah, they felt like triggers. <laughs> oh, good triggers. But they did uh, add some nice single stages set to various weights um, and they did have some prototype two stage triggers there as well yeah um, for all you nut jobs that like your two stage triggers yeah they're all pretty nice in general Magneto Speed had a, uh, a couple of cool little uh, options I don't know if the listeners have seen the rifle cools or however you pronounce it that, that have been sort of floating around with a few shooters yeah, um, think of think of a little chamber flag that inserts the action and then blows a little fan down the bore of your gun and filtered air so you're not just filling full of dust Yep. but uh, yeah just in an attempt to uh, just cool the bore down handier for those wanting to do load development or bench rest shooters or just trying to cool their cool their rifle down that was good to see and they had the, the new T250s I reckon they're called and they're like uh, little indicators yeah sort of like the T1000 in a way but they sit on the back of the target designed mostly for pistol sort of gear and they yeah. they play little games so you can you know one will flash and you've got to shoot that one and then different ones will flash yeah. different colors all all pretty highly customizable too yeah it was good uh, yeah so lots of product a little bit less filming i i did this time i had a few more meetings to go to not as many interviews uh, but 
yeah, some good some good things will come out of those, which is exciting. And uh, yeah, you got to you got to wander a fair bit, which was nice. Yeah, saw all your cool stuff. Yeah, Rusty was boring having to go to meetings, so I yep. I went and touched all the nice things, made sure I was washing my hands so I don't get the oh. the shot show bloody crud, f- crud and yep. virus. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. The HIV, people call it. Yeah, shot show HIV. Uh, the yeah, hand sanitizer was everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. We had some as well. It's uh, pretty critical. Yeah, and then of course, you know, after after the days, you've got dinners and bits and pieces. So we got toured all up and down the strip, bloody seeing uh, seeing all these things. I think one of the most uh, I don't know the appropriate word to use without offending several people at once. Ludicrous, ludicrous things we saw in one of the restaurants was a guy ordered a shake. <laughs> shake and the shake came out and around the edge of the glass it was just like just stuck on this this white chocolate with white sprinkles cho- all there white chocolate icing with sprinkles yeah. all through it and that was like the top maybe nearly inch of the glass all the way around and and that seemed you know pretty excessive already but then on top of that it had a bloody piece of cake and a big ass bit of cake too a huge big bit of cake that was a shaking cake with even more icing and lollies oh, and that was just sprinkles. Oh mate, bloody looked at us and said, "Do you want someone?" <laughs> no way. That looks uh, looks like diabetes in a glass. Oof, I've got diabetes looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting uh, challenge to try and not gain too much weight while we were out. But we did cover some k's walking. It was about fifteen k's a day that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Quite easily. Easily. And uh, we could have done more if we didn't Uber back and forth to Stabzil. Yeah. It was really good. Heaps of Australians over here we met. Did we? were at the... What? Yeah, certainly. Who? Um, well, I remember one, I was at the MPA stand after we did some filming with Phil. Oh, that's right. He was asking... But the old mate was, was asking where to get them and who... And the guy goes, oh, there's one bloke. Uh, and he couldn't remember his name of him. And uh, so I sort of went, hey... Uh, guys in Australia who do MPAs and told them who they all were and where they were and how to con- contact with them. There was a lot of Australians, let's put it that way. I kept mm. walking past people and hearing their accent. Yeah, you pick them. Nod. Yeah, it was good. Speaking of picking accents, there was a much higher success rate of Uber drivers picking our accent this time than, than two years ago. Two years ago, we, we'd get into the Uber and ask, you know, what, where, where do you think we come from? And they would give us all sorts of stuff. We had uh, England and Ireland and South Africa and all sorts of the, the most odd one was uh, New York. Someone thought we were from New York. But this time we had a few guys guess Australia first up, which is impressive. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them had lived in Australia or had oh, Australian yeah, wives right. or whatever, yeah. so they, they kind of cheated, but anyway, it's yeah. still, still no, that counted. that ain't count. So after shot, as a bit of a relaxation. We needed it. Well, yeah. We did. Uh, we didn't do much on the Saturday. You you went for a wander, and I think I. Oh yeah, we should we should mention the video side of things. So we uh, we've had some dramas with the video aspect. So I spent a full day that particular Saturday. I spent pretty much all day uh, working on that video and working on several videos and trying to get them all to, to spec. And then uh, due to some level of accident that I'm going to blame on you the next day. Uh, my hard drive corrupted 
and I lost all the edit files. Unfortunately enough, recovered all the actual footage. Someone left a bag open. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> but the the uh, the actual edit files that you know, save what clips go where and such, they uh, are no more. They are no well. Hey, bison. bison! Look at that! Bloody bison everywhere. Mm. They're not that big. No, they're not. Like cows. No, Weird slightly, looking cows. Slightly disappointed now. Let's yeah. turn back. Let's turn back. We're done. Dunskies. Uh, so, so anyway, so that was a good day wasted. And then uh, the next day, after we'd all had a really late night, but all for various reasons. Yeah. We, uh, we woke up and we were staying at Treasure Island that night. We, we went up in the world. That was a, that was a big step up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't going to get stabbed at Treasure Island. And so we, uh, we met up with uh, Kayla and Riley from Canada, and who were at the show as well, and we met Kayla a couple of years ago. We all headed out to Utah, the land of no alcohol, it seems. Yeah, and desert and snow. Yeah. Magic, like, sensational-looking place. That was a nice drive up there, actually, two hours yeah. up there. Went to a place called Hurricane, and we rented... Uh, Several hours later than we had planned to, we rented uh, because we didn't know about the, the one hour time difference, and then we were late anyway. Uh, but we got some ATVs, cybersites. Yeah, like oh, souped up Polaris. Polaris 900s or whatever they were called. So we got two of those and uh, separated out. You know, guys in one, girls in the other. The girls would have themselves if <laughs> they were in our our buggy. I think the the, the reverse may have actually been true. Watching some footage of those guys driving. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, I think we were we we're in the safe one. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we built it around the Utah desert uh, in these little cyber sites, which was sensational. It's good fun. Really good fun. Pretty good views too. We're in the sand oh, dunes. Yeah. And then in the distance is this big, big dirty mountain with snow all over it. Mm. Uh, and a lake below us. It's pretty cool. It was, uh, it was epic. Would have been another 20 or 30 of those buggies out there from, from you know, people who didn't rent them from who, who owned them. And some of those things were absolute beasts. Yeah, we would have been in danger if we hired one of those. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this podcast, that's We would have sure. been going way too quick. <laughs> and getting air off everything. It was uh, There's some pretty decent drops out there. Yeah. Some real decent drops. So... That was good fun. Got the drone out, filmed a little bit of that. So that'll all be uh, that'll all be put together at some point soon. Yeah, we've 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 really struggled for for time actually. This trip, you know, we thought we'd so have a far. few. We've few only just started quiet. to slow down. Yeah, but even then, it's been we haven't really had like you know four or five hours where we've got nothing to do. It's been pretty full on. Look at this cow having a scratch. Oh yeah, look at him go. Big horns on that cow. Yep. And that one, all of them. Probably Texas cows, I guess. Texan long, Texas yeah. longhorns. So yeah, we went up there and built around, and then uh, uh, it was it was great. So we, we were planning, you know, to go out there and have a few drinks and try and crank some karaoke or something like that. And I tell you what, you bloody clowns were all so tired from the night before. Um, no one really felt like doing anything. I was falling asleep in the pub. Yeah. So we found this dodgy little pub, uh, which was meant to have karaoke. Uh, there and it was I mean it was it was like one of those bars that you see in the movies like it was textbook movie bar pretty sure it was in the movies I reckon 
I reckon. So one of these little bars that everyone knows everyone and the, the, the publican is, I mean, not, not dissimilar, but it just, it felt very movie-like. So we, we hung out in there for a little while. Everything we ordered was deep fried. And, yep. and we, you know, we meant to get six of this item. So we ordered like quite a bit of food, but it would have been you know, about right had we, uh, had we got the normal sizes. But instead of six being in there, there was ten in there and then this was meant to be small and he gave us like an extra large instead i guess he just he liked australians and wanted to look after us yeah we looked underfed yeah clearly i mean i, I generally carry that that sort of look around with me all the time underfed but yeah you know, he, he was going to solve our problems and just tell you what we we couldn't eat half of the food there's so much food over here and then he uh yeah he made some made some uh, cocktails and gave it to us for free in fact thinking about that now looking back perhaps that wasn't the smartest thing to take <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> anyway I'd, I'd gone home by that stage yeah you fell asleep at the table not quite we, we were watching the uh, the um, X Games yeah the X Games up in Colorado which uh, we're looking at going oh, it looks cold there and then realised we're actually going to be pretty close to there yeah. in a couple of weeks but that was that was shot uh, the shot was was good fun if you get the opportunity to go it's worthwhile be aware that you can't buy anything at shot it's very much a trade show and you know you're basically wandering around looking at things talking about opportunities and they're really big they're happy to do interviews and all that sort of gear yeah they're all pretty good pretty yeah. good about it too some guys had their spiel that they knew they knew how to do and uh, other guys yeah you just chat away with them so we did we have to do a shout out to the KRG guys no yep. uh, that that will be our that was our most amusing interview. I don't know if it'll be any good, like it'll actually be any good, but we had the most fun doing it. Yep. Uh, so thanks to Justin, who had no clue what was going on, looked a- amazed and, and overwhelmed Bewildered. the entire time <laughs> and uh, and just put up with these stupid Aussie larrikins uh, having a bit of fun. Uh, so, you know, thanks to KOG for putting up with, uh, especially putting up with Danny. Yeah. <laughs> who was uh, causing most of the problems. But that was, yeah, that was excellent. And they make some good products, so it's, uh, yeah, it's worth, worthwhile checking out. But that'll be up shortly. Cheers, guys. See you. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.